And welcome to another edition of Thoughts of the Roundtable with me, Matt Rebar. And me, Paul Lauks. And how have you been? It's been a minute. Good. The birthday show today. Happy birthday to you. Can I sing that? Is that in public domain? Uh, you can. You know what? I was actually telling uh, to, you. to uh, my wife about that, that we were at um, a restaurant and they started singing Happy Birthday. And she was like, I thought they couldn't do that. No, I was like, ironically domain. enough, it is now, I think it was last year, it finally came in public domain. Yeah. And then that spurred off the conversation. I don't remember if we talked about this last week. Um, next year or the year after, mm-hmm. uh, all of the original Disney stuff is falling into public domain. Really? Like I thought they were. I thought they were still trying to fight it to be. Well, I'm, and I'm not talking about like the current rendition of Mickey Mouse. I'm, you okay. remember like the OG Mickey Mouse? Like he kind of like yeah, he kind of looked like block and blocky and stuff oh, like that. No, not. That was the like the original Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And all those like. The racist ones. Yeah. Like, those are falling into public domain. But what they do, Disney does a lot, is because they were almost in public domain again. Mm-hmm. But they lobbied the government, basically paid off the government to pass a law to extend Yeah, to their, extend the copyright so. law. My biggest, I think the copyright law was best when it was in your possession until you died. Was right? It, like, that just made sense. I, well, I thought it went 50 years past your death. Oh, yeah. Now it, well, I think now it's 50. But, like, to me, it's like, okay, the second I croak and someone's like, oh, we would love to yeah. reboot Thoughts of the Roundtable with Matt Rebar and Paul Ox, like, go for it. But like, with I, that logic, all the Michael Jackson songs would just be straight up public domain. Which, like, like and, I, and I don't feel bad about that. What about, like, a band? Okay, so. Like, okay, well, maybe if Michael Jackson's kids really needed the money. Okay. We can, he was, we can, wasn't last year he the most, uh, last year, the year before, he was the highest earning artist. Really? I think so. Yeah, well, because they started selling off all of... Well, they started selling licensing. Oh. You know what I feel bad for is Prince. Why? Well, because he was... He never licensed anything. Yeah, I I respect that. I totally respect that. And the minute he died, his His family family started licensing everything he ever made. Like, everything. And that was like... He wasn't even, like, quiet about it. He would tell people. He was like, I will... He goes, I hate licensing. I will never do it. And then his family immediately does it. Well, because they're going to make money off of it. But, it's. I mean, it's your relative. Don't you think you should kind of honor that? Well, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like... I I mean, I know why they did it, because they got millions upon millions of dollars. I mean, but then, you know, they get to... If any of them get to heaven and Prince is there, and Prince is like, we got to talk, sis. Like, sit down. Um, but no, I, I'm a firm believer, like, with me, it's like, okay, God forbid I get to a point where I'm actually making money off of a creative project that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it would be nice to be able to make sure that, like, with the rest of my life I can make money, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, when I die, like, I, I'm dead. Like, I don't need now, what royalties about, off something. What about, like, a band, like Nirvana? Okay. Obviously, you know... Well, you got to wait till all of them... You think, okay, so all of them, not just like... I don't know. What do you think? I mean, that's, that's, I would Mm, say all of them. I guess it would depend on the credit of the songs. Like, is Kurt Cobain the only... If he's the only credit for a song, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit, then I guess it's open. I guess, I mean, if you go off credits and gotta wait till everybody... I don't know. I mean, that sounds complicated, but the The same time... The bands are a little different. Sounds easy. Because, I mean, if you've only credit on there... Yeah. I don't know. What's going on with uh, Taylor Swift's music, too? Isn't... She's not oh, allowed yeah. to perform her well, own music at the apparently she, So I can set this up for you because I'm the pop culture nerdy kind of guy. But uh, so originally, as you know, her first six albums, which is you know her self titled all the way up to Reputation, um, they were under Big Big Machine, and then she which re- was a small label. Originally, yeah, well, it was it? a label. I think her parents bought the label. I thought it was I, just some smaller like a or dude they knew started. Someone. Yeah. I, I, don't quote me on this. Like I, I could be wrong. I, I think they had a family connection to the label. The parents, you know, were, took this small label, right? And then it became, it basically became the Taylor Swift machine, big machine. Yeah. So anyway, her contract was up, 
and she left. So her new album came out on a new, and what it turned out was Did that... Did she independently release that one? No, that was with Capital, I think. Um, I think she does now maintain a lot more rights than she did under her old contract. Yeah, she doesn't have she, any of the masters. Yeah, well, now, well, this new album, she has she owns her masters now. Well, yeah, um, now she does. Now yeah. she got smart to that, but... Well, I mean, that, but that's the thing. It's not about her being smart. I mean, that is literally every record deal and every single deal and artist deal. I mean, you, you give the label your... That's rights. scary, and that sucks, too. Well, yeah, and so the big frustration, she said, well, I left because I knew they were going to sell it to Scooter, and he's like See, a See, I huge... thought she didn't know. I thought that was a surprise. Oh, you know what? Maybe she didn't know. I think she knew that she had to walk out because... Because she could have bought the Masters herself, but she didn't know they were going to be sold off. There were, yeah, there was, it, was, it was weird. I just know that she definitely kind of got played a little bit. And, um, yeah, at the end of the day, apparently they are saying, no, she can't play these old songs, but now... Um, they're saying yes, she can play the old songs because what she's well, that would do, look bad on them if she's yeah. like, I can't play anything because they won't let me. Well, she told everybody, so they, they everyone knows already, right? But then um, here's the thing, though, she's allowed next year in 2020 to re-record those albums. Yeah, and so she's gonna master. record everything. Yeah, and I, my question is, is so she's allowed to keep the melody? It just has to be a different recording. See, that's what I understand because it's literally gonna if she if she goes by that logic, it's gonna be no. the same exact thing. And it's like, you, could I go out and record? I don't know, a XYZ song, yeah. whatever the hell it is, and it'd be mine then if it's the same exact thing? Like, how does that work? I don't know. I'm wondering if it has to be redone. Like, I mean, when JoJo, do you remember JoJo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the song, you know, Leave, Get Out, right yeah. now. When she re-recorded her albums, that that song, it sounds different. It's not the same version. So I think they're going to have to be different versions of the songs, which means either like the acoustics become like poppier, some of the pop stuff gets just put down. in a different key. It gets yeah, it gets put it, it gets reformatted. And I'm wondering like is she already working on it? Like you have to think she can't That's a lot of songs you got to do, man. That's like probably 80. That's a lot of work. Well, I mean yeah, there's a lot of she work. She already to, knows the songs. Do you know how long it takes them to put out one album of like 12 songs? Well, it takes but like then you're thinking of that one album. You're thinking of like, you have to write the songs, you have to write the chords, you have to. Well, usually the songs are. I don't know. I guess every band's different, but I thought usually the songs were written by the time they hit the studio. Like, they're done. Well, I mean, it's a whole process. I mean, she literally. She has. She's just going to take all those old songs, reformat, re record, remaster. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this time next year she drops the first six. Like remastered, mm. right? oh, country stuff too. I wonder like how that'll sound now that she's I don't. That I don't know. Stuff. I'm. Cu- I'm very. Cu- I will say I'm very. She curious. had that twang in the beginning. She had a little twang going on. But uh, I don't know if if I told you this ever. But um, the Rock Hall nominations came out. Yes. And um, there's this huge push and like online petition to get Weird Al nominated for the Rock Hall. Oh. And I legitimately think like he should be in. You but know, I, I agree because if you think about what he does, it's so unique and no one else does it, and well, it really is influential. It's funny. It's very funny you said that because the first thing is is uh, in the article, I forgot who wrote it. Maybe I don't. I don't remember who wrote it, but um, they he is the only uh, artist to ever have a parody outsell the actual song it parodied. Really, which one? A couple of them. It happened with um, Gangsters Paradise when he did. Um, well, Amish Paradise. Mm-hmm. It happened with that one. It happened with uh, some, uh, maybe smells possibly smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, you think? One of the, it's a really high yeah. high end song, but it happened like four or five times where he actually outsold yeah. the song he's parodying. But they uh, the Rock Hall responded, mm-hmm. and they said they don't feel he's innovative enough to be in the Rock Hall. I'm like, really? How is Weird Al not innovative enough? See, I would disagree with like, that. I mean, he's the 
He literally created a genre of music, but yeah. somehow he's not innovative enough. Give it a few years. They got to come around a little. Do you think bit. he'll ever be? In, I don't. After that, I don't think he will. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, it, it, give it time. Give it time. He's got to die first. Oh God! Don't say that. <laughs> Knock on this lovely top counter. Well, we promised like forever ago that we were going to talk about uh, Myers Briggs, so we're going to look at it today real quick. Cause yeah, I took mine, but I honestly. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of know what it means. I'm and don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm also not surprised by what I understand. Mm-hmm. So, do you want me to give mine first? Yes, please do. Okay, I got ENFJ. Oh my god, I have ENFP on this test. So, but I also did change over. Wait, let me pull up the other test. But you go first. You go okay. First. Yeah. So I don't exactly know what that means, but uh, it says you have distinct preference of extroversion over introversion. Obviously, I mean that's that's, that's given, not. Yeah. I mean, obviously, what I'm doing now even is kind of... <laughs> um, you have a slight preference of intuition over sensing. Yes. Uh, you have a slight preference of feeling over thinking. Mm-hmm. And you have a slight preference of judging over perceiving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly Well, do you want me to talk a little bit about ENFP? Yeah, that's what you got. I got no. ENFJ. Oh, you got ENFJ. I used to be ENFJ. Oh, really? Yeah, actually. How do you switch? Um, well, your personality does change over the years. And actually, I think a study says it's not until 35 or so that your personality then kind of becomes consistent. Oh, so I can still change. I, I'd say so. I mean, but, you know, they say, oh, after 35. But I, I think personality can change, you know, with big events, yeah. life events. I mean, there, there are many factors that can go into a personality. But, here, I mean, I can go on yours first, which is ENFJ. Yeah. So let's go to the strengths and weaknesses. I mean, clearly I'm an extrovert. I knew Strengths, that you're very tolerant. I'd say you're very tolerant. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm tolerant. There's a few situations that come to mind where you were pretty damn tolerant of, of what? what was happening. Personal stuff? I say a lot of things on this mic, but that is one thing I'm not going to say on the mic. Right? Yeah, I guess I could but say you know that. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, reliable. I'd say you're pretty reliable. Yeah. Uh, charismatic. Yeah, I You have a lot that. of charm. Altruistic. I think you, you definitely do believe in the good of people. Although sometimes... I you, like to, but... I, the, you, you, you're reasonable sometimes where you're like, oh, I shouldn't. The one question on there um, that I wonder if played into that specifically was is uh, humankind is based off good good intentions. Yes. I was like, that is not true at all. I put, Literally not I put true. the medium on that because oh, I, I put, just felt... I, I, I do, I, I don't know, I'm reading a book right now that literally talks about how, like, humankind is based off of animalistic behavior. It, and I, <laughs> I was like, oh. People are dicks. Like, I mean, oh. we always have been. Yeah. So that um, is, you're least in my opinion. natural leader. Okay. And then here's your uh, weaknesses. Overly idealistic. Oh, God, yes. Too selfless. Oh, all right, that's says too sensitive. Fluctuating self-esteem. Struggle to make tough decisions. I don't. I don't like. <laughs> you don't. Like, you don't those, agree. No, or? those last couples were like could not be closer to reality. Yeah. That special was that last one again. Struggle to make tough decisions. It says if caught between a rock and a hard place, per, the, your character type is called a protagonist. Do you know how can be you, stricken with paraly, par, paralysis? Paralysis, imagining all the consequences of their actions, especially if those consequences are humanitarian. Do you know how long? I, I know it's not necessarily humanitarian. How long I've been trying to make the decision of buying a new car? Literally the yeah. past like four months. Well, and, and what's and funny I is, I, this is my old personality type, and that is so true for me too. And as a Libra, I mean, the, Libras are all about struggling to make decisions. And um, let's see, romantic relationships. 
Um, yeah, go to this. It's just, uh, just more like, it says, even in the dating phase, people with your personality type are ready to show their commitment by taking the time and effort to establish themselves as dependable, trustworthy partners. That's true. Oh, do you want to look at parenthood? Yeah. As, na- as natural leaders, uh, your personality type, we're looking at ENFJ, make excellent parents, striving to strike a balance between being encouraging and supportive friends to their children, while also working to instill strong values and a sense of parental and personal responsibility. If there's one strong trend, it's that they are a bedrock of empathetic support, not bullheadedly telling people what they ought to do, but helping them to explore their options and encouraging them to follow their hearts. Man, this is... That, I feel like This that is actually is insanely accurate. I, I, I mean, this is hitting all the nails. Yeah. Wow, that's actually... It says you're, uh, you'll be sensitive, and if your child goes so far as to launch into criticisms about you, that you might be a little upset. You know so. who that is? That's that's my dad. Yeah. Like, Dad, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to hear the career paths? Oh, yeah. Let's hear this one. This let's should be good. Let's see. Let's see. Um, uh, protagonist personalities tap. Uh, let's... Helping other people. Anything that you like, you like to be helping people... So yeah. that's a huge thing. Maybe it's um, it includes social and religious work, teaching, counseling, advising, giving people um, the chance to grow and learn. You um, are very good for HR administration, event coordinators, politicians, anything that helps a you know, community or organization to operate more smoothly. There was a, there's part of me that seriously wants to run for like a little city council seat. Oh my god, you should! I think it'd be good as like a little not nothing big, nothing like mayoral, yeah. but like a city council oh, seat. You totally get on that. Yeah. yeah, but I think it'd be, that'd be something I'd be good at too. I know. I think you'd be good at it, and well, because you're very approachable. Well, thank you. Oh, we learned a lot about you today. That's way more accurate than any of that astrology bullshit well, we did. You gotta, it's, this one's on the 16personalities.com, so you can take the official test with them. Um, you want to hear mine? Yeah, let's hear yours. Let's see. That makes me feel better about myself. Uh, curious. Hold on, before you get into oh, this. Yeah. Do you think there's a personality type where you just load it up and like, yeah, you're a dick? I mean, I think a lot of these personality tests, they're designed to be honest about like, okay, so instead of like being like, you're a dick, it'd be like, you're probably very blunt. You're very reason focused. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they phrase it in a way where like, because I, I think someone being blunt, yeah, can they come off as a dick? Yeah. It can be good and bad. Exactly. Thing, right? it, and it's, it's one of those. It depends where, on what it is. These personality types are really good at looking at it in the middle. Like you can t- you can seriously take any of these things and be like that's really good or that can be really bad, right? Like so. it, it kind of reminds me of like when you make plans with someone on the weekend. I would much more respect someone if you're like I don't want to go out this weekend with you. I just want to sit at home. Mm-hmm. Rather than someone's like I don't know, I'll think about. It. I'd rather have someone be blunt. Like yeah. I just want to do shit. Oh, I'm that kind of person. I'm like yes, no, yes, no. Well, also my schedule is insane, so like <laughs> I'm like yes or no, like pretty instantly. All right, sorry. Let's go into. Oh, yours. you're good. So I'm ENFP. So I used to be ENFJ. I used to be like you. This that's interesting. And then, um, that was years ago when I took it. And I retook it a couple weeks ago and it changed. So uh, I'm curious, I'm observant, energetic and enthusiastic, excellent communicators. This one knows how to relax. Mm. Well, that's not true. Mm. Oh, okay, well, to be fair, I can relax. It's just... You can, you just don't. I'm usually, I usually turn it off. I'm like, hey, we're good. Um, very popular and friendly. Eh, well, if I was popular, very this friendly. podcast would be getting a lot I more don't, hits. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, shout out to the <laughs> two twist, people. Listening. Twist the knife. Ooh. But, um, no, I'd agree with a lot of that. But you want to hear the, my weaknesses? Cause, yeah. So you're called the, in 60 personalities, they give names. So your personality type is called protagonist. Mine's called campaigner. So mine are poor practical skills, 
which is bad with like upkeep administration. I, I, I admit that I kind of, I'm more of a big idea person, right? Yeah. Find it difficult to focus. Here's the thing. I definitely am scatterbrained. But I can focus in on what I need to focus in on. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I get that. We got too many plates. I, this next one, oh my goodness, overthink things. Oh, do I overthink Really? Things. You do not seem like the overthinker. Where were you before we even record this episode when I was overthinking everything? Okay, well that's a specific oh, okay. case. But like, generally speaking, I don't see you as an overthinker. Well, my biggest thing is like I always like to get perspective on something. You're very reactionary to things. Well, you know, something will happen and I'm going to think of all the different ways it can go forward and like the perspective or something does, someone well, does something okay. to me and I have to think about all the different ways like, well, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. So yeah, so I, would, I would definitely say I'm an overthinker. I was going to say, I guess I'm not in your own head, but it seems like if someone were to say, um, come up to you and say, Matt, that your your project sucked or whatever. Mm-hmm. You'd kind of be like, I, at least how I perceived you, you'd kind of be like, eh, whatever. Not just like running in your head like... I will. My, my immediate reaction would be like, well, why? And tell me and let's... I want you to dissect it. Would you it. personally openly say that or is it just in your head? Oh, no. I'm mind? someone... Um, you know, when I do stand-up at open mics and there's people that I know and I'll go up to them and be like, well, what did, like, what did you like? What did you hate? What needs to be improved? And I want that criticism. And sometimes it sucks because you really think like, oh, this killed and it doesn't, right? <laughs> and there's a couple of projects that are in the tubes right now that like, well, maybe it's probably going to be good at least. Um, but, you know, it could be better. And, you know, op- being open to that criticism. But, yeah, I'm always overthinking. I mean, to some extent, though, there gets I think there's a point with me definitely where I do submit to like this is how it's supposed to be. Right. The way you were phrasing it. I think like I, I get overthinking and then I just I'm able to finally just like. Let it go. Just be like, let it go. Like, just, <laughs> just, but get stressed easily. Highly emotional. Independent to a fault. Which, it's in this one, here's why I agree with it. It says um, that I loathe being micromanaged and restrained by rules. And That's true. I don't like to be tied down. I love the freedom. I'm, I'm a wild stallion. You're your what own boss. You always will be. What can I say? Well, what are, did we learn a lot today? I did actually, kind of. Yeah, I, I I like that. I've never actually taken that test before. Yeah, I'm glad we did it. You know what we should do next oh. for next time? IQ test. Oh, <laughs> it's time. No, I'll those start those start are so game. inaccurate unless you go to one of those like actual yeah. testing centers. Well, and the thing is, intelligence so is inaccurate. not just about like, oh, can you solve a math problem? It's emotional intelligence. It's you know physical intelligence mm-hmm. to a degree. You know, there's there's so many. A lot of it's common sense. Co- there's that common is... sense. There's street smarts. I mean. Their intelligence is not just limited to like, oh, do you know some history facts? Well, that's why math? those those online ones are because if you go to a testing center, they will actually have a person evaluate you as like how you come to the answers. If you like mm-hmm. are going back in between two, like that all factors in it. So that's mm-hmm. where you got to do. But I did take a IQ test once when I was a kid. Yeah, like that was uh, proctored. And what do you think my IQ was? I remember it to this day. One twenty six. No, not that. 120. 118. That's good. It's not bad. It's good. It's not bad. Because 100 is the average, right? Is it? I don't know. I'm, I'll am i Google it right now. I, think I remember there was a huge rumor going around that uh, Bush Jr.'s was uh, 80s. Oh, yeah. The average IQ, I think it's 100, and I'm Googling. No. Um, yeah, an IQ between 90 and 110 is considered average, and over 120 is superior. Oh, so you're like on the Ooh. cusp of sp- superiority. One of my buddies, no joke, um, who I went to college with. He is a Mensa. Oh, yeah. And his IQ, he, and he has a scholarship from it. Yeah. And he had to go every year 
to wow. go get uh, his his IQ his test. test taken because it was the way he not only stayed as a Mensa but as a for the scholarship. Mm. His IQ was an average of like one forty eight. It wow. was insane. Well, did you know the average range between seventy and one thirty is ninety five percent of the population? So if ninety if most people are between 70 and 130, 95%. 118 is pretty good in that, if you think about it. It isn't that bad. That's really good. I don't know my IQ. I do know my EQ See, is really high, though. I did an EQ test, which is emotional. Okay. Here's what I'll say. And I scored, I think, in the top 10 percentile for that. Here's which what is, I'll... I mean, I should, because I have two degrees about this kind of stuff. Like, it, It'd be really upsetting if I scored low on an EQ test. Here's what I say about myself personally. Is that book smarts? I will. I will admit to you, I'm not the biggest book yeah. smarts guy, but I have. I have a lot of common sense. Yeah. And it's so funny. My brother, he's a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. just an absolute whiz. Literally no common sense at all. At oh. all. Like here, I'll tell you. He's a, uh, like I said, he's a mechanical engineer. I see him doing all these mm-hmm. like equation stuff. Like still, I'm like, what the hell is this shit? Mm-hmm. The other day, he's replacing his fan. Forgot to turn the power off to and zap the shit out of himself. Oh, I'm like, Lord. how do you do this yeah. as a mechanical engineer? And then you go to replace a fan and you don't remember to turn the power off. Well, you know what's like, funny? What is that? I always missay and misspell things all the time. But apparently, that's a sign of high intelligence. Like today, I was like, you know, okay. Let me let me set it up for you. We had a guest come into work today. And I, I walked down the hall and I said to... The people who are on the show I work with for my full-time job that I get paid for. <laughs> I said, hey, they're here and they brought candy. And one's like a popcorn and the other one is like that mud flaps candy. Mud flaps candy. Yeah, and that's the exact reaction. And I'm like, I, it's just mud? It's something with mud? Puppy tail? It, well, yeah, muddy buddies. That was is what that I was trying. Is that all kind yeah. of same thing? And it's like, so it was, it, it's just a, it's a sign, like, I don't know, that's maybe a bad example, but like. I know what I'm talking about. Right. Sometimes I just don't have the right word for it. Or I, you know. I can't spell the uh, definitely. D-A-F-I-N-T-E-L-Y. Or defiantly. I can't. Defiantly. D-E-F-I-A-N-T-L-Y. Can't do it. What? I, I, there's a word. Oh, I, you know what I, I used to mess around a lot with? Restaurant. Restau. T-A-U. It's Restau rant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a tricky one. All right. Well, then we'll see you next time on Thoughts of the Roundtable. Bye.